Chapter 77 Leaning I have been leaning against the bakery wall for 15 minutes now. The man with the pastry bag should have walked out by now. That's what my earlier sources told me. He was supposed to be picking up a bear claw and two danishes and be right back outside. He has taken over 15 minutes and I am getting fussy. At the 20 minute mark, the man finally exits the bakery. In his left hand is a tall styrofoam cup of hot coffee, and in his right is the bag holding the pastries. I jump out and lean into his head, past the eyebrows, and stretch the forehead wide. I cannot believe it. I have successfully reached his control center, and have complete control of operations. Inside his head, I can see images of events long past. The first time he rode a chestnut-colored horse at the age of 19. The time he dropped a blizzard on the ground outside of a Dairy Queen, reading to his kids in the evening. What should I do? I wonder to myself. Move the legs. Smile with the mouth. I forget how to hold things and accidentally drop the coffee and the bag of pastries. The fingers come loose and it all collapses onto the ground. This capture has not been easily won. I have studied the mannerisms of humans, reworked the capture of animals, and extensively studied human personality and movement and feeling. It does not come without sacrifice, either. I do not wish to kill anybody, but leaning into a human is not as harmless as leaning into an animal. You're playing with fire, and you never know for sure what the outcome will be. You must be as fully prepared as you can be. Since meeting with the second oracle in China, I have spent time visiting, observing, and trying, retrying. I have accidentally killed a few poor people to get to where I am today. My current rationale? Get the human leaning mastered so that I can be prepared for whatever awaits me in Northwestern. Best be prepared whatever the outcome may be. This seems to make the most sense to me and continues to seem advantageous. Leaning into people and moving them opens more doors for preparation. I am shocked at how easy it is to move the man around now that I am inside. Once I have broken through the barrier, I have free reign. It is almost unnaturally disturbing how easy it is to move how at home I already feel. I move four blocks down to a grocer's stand. I left the coffee and bags of pastries on the ground after I had dropped them. I still was not sure if it was normal or not to pick it up and consume it after it had fallen to the ground. I reach into the front pocket of my jeans and bring out my billfold. I go into the billfold and bring out a $5 bill. I move the legs around the tiny bodega and pick up a few honeydew melons. 
I place them very deliberately on the scale and pay. I get a few dollars back and I try working the mouth and the vocal cords for the first time. Keep the change, I say. The cashier eyes me strangely and asks, You sure? I nod the head and force the words, Keep the change. I hand the dollar bill to the man who places it safely in the cash register. Have a good day, he says. I nod again and change up the wording. I open my mouth and say, You three. Huh? He asks. I mean, you two. Okay, bye. He looks at me strangely again, watching as I leave the bodega. Standing outside, I lift the melons to my face and dive in. Honeydew juice spills from my chin and onto my polo shirt. People on the sidewalk eye me strangely, but I do not really care. I dump the melon rinds in the public trash can and walk further down the street.